and they don't even give themselves a chance. They're not even willing to put themselves out there because they don't want to fail. They don't want to be. They think they're going to be laughed at. They're going to be made fun of because they didn't make this team or they didn't do this. And now they're just giving up. Happy Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Neuro Experience Podcast. I'm Louisa Nicola, and I am your host. Today, I've taken a different spin on things. I sat down with two of my close friends who are also former clients of mine way back when, and these guys are, you know, they're very inspiring with their story and their past, and I wanted you to get an insight into the world of youth sports. Now, this podcast is dedicated to mental performance, where I teach you brain hacks and how to harness the power of focus and decision making so you can build your dream life. The reason why I've got these two on here to talk to you and also talk to me, it was a brief conversation that we had and I really felt like everybody needed to hear it, is because I think that they're leading right now in the US, they're leading the world when it comes to youth sport. Ben is a former collegiate ice hockey player and national team roller hockey player competing in eight world championship games. He was the one that wanted to take his passion for sport into a career beyond competing as an athlete. He moved on from playing to coaching youth and ice high school ice hockey, as well as coaching the Canadian men's national roller hockey team. He had a burning desire to have a bigger impact in sport beyond coaching individual teams, which is what led Ben and his wife, Joyce, to take over a small youth ice hockey club with the vision to build it into something great and lasting. This episode is going to be fantastic for anybody who is a youth athlete or any any coach out there who is trying to build the youth culture. And what we're going to do is we're going to get an incredible and detailed look into the mindset of what it takes to be an athlete further than college, because it all starts from the grassroots level, which is at around age seven to 18. And that's what we're going to get into. I hope you enjoy it, guys. Let's go. Okay, well, thank you so much for, for having us. We're excited to be here. We love your podcast and all the work that you're doing. Uh, we're excited to be on the show. We work, we work with young athletes. We like to say that we help young people unleash their own inherent greatness. And we do that through our platform of youth ice hockey in Southern California. We have three different facilities that we use. We offer uh, club youth ice hockey teams as well as a number of training facilities as well. And we're passionate about the experience of youth sports uh, developing them as athletes, but also in people and things that transcend uh, their current uh, journey as an athlete into something that, that really uh, transforms their life as a whole. I love that because you're, I've always actually wanted to speak to people who are dealing with youth athletes. And the reason being is because I have a strong belief in neuroathletics um, that you become a perfect athlete when you've been carved out from a young age and that, that comes from your mindset that comes from your rituals that comes from how you perform that comes from your skill set your tactical set and you guys are not just building you know oh here's a, a hockey program this is how you you play hockey and this is what you need to do here are the rules you're actually building the ultimate athlete by doing personal development building them into young professionals from a young age so when they do hit that you know i'm not sure what it's like in us in america but when they in australia there's a ranking like when you get to age 15 you can now qualify for scouts to come and watch you and then maybe you go into an under 15s to under 16s and they carve you out for first grade so i love that can you talk to us about what you're doing 
to build an athlete from a young age, not just in the sports-specific arena, but what are you doing in terms of are you building... Um, you know, are you building out a professional development program for them? Absolutely. It's something that we're very passionate about because um, we, we see a massive gap in the youth sports space in really developing the whole athlete and, and thinking about them as an individual, unique individual with a long-term path and something that's, that's bigger than just that current winning a hockey game on the weekend or winning a sports game on the weekend. And we've, it's something we're, we're really passionate about changing um, because uh, the reality is, is that we, we, love to ha- we love all of the kids in our programs to have the dream of becoming a professional one day and, and, and doing this for a living and being the best in the world. But the reality is, is no matter how good of a job anyone does, it's, it's less than 1% of the kids that will actually end up being a professional down the road. And so what are we really doing for these kids beyond just providing them a pathway to become elite level athletes? How can we impact their lives beyond that regardless of where they end up at the end of the day? And that really comes down to developing their mindset and developing how they approach things and what they learn. And really the, the purpose of youth sport is to, is to learn those lessons and to develop as a person and to have a safe space where you can go through challenges and all the and pursue your passion and do all these things and develop your mind and grow as a person um and and in a, in a place that that challenges you to do so and so much of youth sport is 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 lost on the surface and just trying to maybe win a hockey game when really what we're doing as youth sport leaders is so much more than that yeah and just to add to that i think it's um getting really intentional on how we build the athlete right people always like to talk about um, all the life lessons you learn in sport but we're there but there's a lack of actual intentional planning around building you know uh, a complete and holistic uh, athlete and and the reality is to play at the highest level you need to have a really strong foundation in your mental game your mindset yes and you know, no better way to start that, right? Uh, Louisa, you, you work with the, the professional athletes at the highest level, but if we could start that and start building that foundation on the youth level, how much more will they be, you know, be able to uh, reach their potential or, or um, their goals as a professional athlete if they had that strong foundation from, from a youth? So from my perspective, what I've seen is... Uh, Kobe Bryant, okay, he did a um, he did a fantastic interview. I've I've listened to a lot of his interviews, but in almost every one of his interviews, he says what makes him different is he says I'm the player that no matter if you're telling me I'm the best in the world right now, which everybody is, and and he's proven that he is. He's the one that is working on his skills at 2 a.m. He's the one that's perfecting his productivity, his daily rituals. He's the one that is so proficient in putting aside time to build the qualities that make up an athlete. And he doesn't just stop. You know, he is the best in the world and he doesn't just stop there. Now, now I always think, okay, what's the psychology behind that? He must have been raised in an environment like you're, you're both producing right now, in an environment that allowed him to harness his mental abilities, his um, physical abilities, being able to adapt to an environment that if you lose, how do you cope with it? And that's what I think we're not getting through to the athletes right now. You know, right now, we're not getting through to them at a young age that, hey, it's a it's a 1% game. You may not win. And if you don't, do you have 
qualifications to get a normal job? Do you know how to manage your money? Do you know how to... Like, how many people right now in the professional world have gone out in the NFL, okay, they've broken a leg, they've had a concussion, they've been told you can't come back on the field for another 12 months, and they don't know what to do with their lives, and they go through... Um, a psychological hiatus they're going to a therapist because they've become depressed because they don't know how to manage life because they don't know anything outside of the realm of sport well and it's so true and I think I think what it comes back to it's if you really start asking the questions and you really want to make a difference in kids lives you, it shifts it shifts the mindset from if you're a coach or you're a youth sport leader and your goals are just for your my team to win as a coach I want my team to win and I need my players to skate faster I need them to be stronger or whatever um, and the, my focus is is on that regardless of where the athlete ends up either they serve me by by helping me achieve my goals because they're good or they don't and then when they move on from me then that's kind of their own problem and unfortunately that happens too much you even see like you said at the professional levels by the time they retire they don't have maybe skills to take that 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 transcend their life beyond that whereas if you shift the focus and you say that I'm, I'm a youth sport leader and my job is to actually help these kids develop to something to be success beyond me beyond the impact that I can have on them personally and directly and how can I do that it's so much more and, and when you actually start going in that space it's really exciting because you actually know that you can have a much bigger impact even on their success as an athlete if you change the way they show up and you change the way they think about themselves and their, and their, and their mindset and, and, and that will transcend every, everything else because at the end of the day, even if you're coaching at an elite level at the youth space, maybe you're seeing them for three hours a week, five hours a week, six hours a week. You can train them and you can put them through drills and do types of things. But then how do you said to your point, what makes Kobe Bryant go practice at 2 a.m.? There's some bigger motivation there. There's something that's shifted in his mind. And that's that's what's made him great. It's not yeah. the coach putting him through some drills or whatever, even if the coach is great. What's made him great is that extra shift and that, that responsibility for that player to have that motivation to love what they do, to want to become the best at it and to be willing to sacrifice to do that. And how do you make, that's the hardest thing as youth sport leaders, how do we help do that for the athletes? Because ultimately it comes from within them. It doesn't come directly from us. Well, it's like we need to shift the model on its head. We spend so much time focusing on the actual skill set, right? How to, like skating faster or uh, more accuracy in the shot. But the reality is it's like, as you get more elite, and Louisa, you've said this all the time, it's not up to 90% mental, right? And 10% and, and physical. So we, as we are going through this process, we're seeing, oh my goodness, if we can really hone in on the mental side of things, the psychology side of things, it actually makes our job easier when we get into the skill set building, right? If an athlete can, you know, for example, think that they can become a better skater, if we can work on that mindset and they know that regardless of where they started today, they can get better and they can achieve that, then they go out and show up in training a different way, right? They show up like I can get better at this versus yeah. thinking oh I didn't make this top team I'm 10 so I'm no good right we are saying no th this is a long journey like let's put in the work from a mental mindset and it actually makes the physical part much easier to accomplish okay so we've just had a broad overview of what what you guys do we've just both understood the importance of building an athlete you know from a 360 degree um, radius in terms of great we they need to have skill set tactical technical they need to have their mental performance now what do you see at around a i would say from 10 to 15 what do you see as the biggest barriers that a youth athlete is going through and i'd love to hear 
you apply the science to some of this from a, for a, neuro, a neuroscience perspective. But really, what it comes down to again is when you start to realize that it's not it's not my goals as a coach or as a parent that's important. It's that we need them to have their own intrinsic motivation, and that really is everything. Because if the, what we see the biggest problems are is when kids stop having fun, they start do, playing sport for someone else's reasons. They're coming to practice because they have to, because their parent wants them to to, to succeed something, because their coach is telling them they have to. Yeah. They're playing for some other pressures. They're, they're already on a path to nowhere. They're not going to become great because it's not their journey anymore. And to your point, with Kobe, again, they're not going to go practice on their own. They're not going to work as hard as they possibly can within their training. The athletes that we see have a lot of success are the ones that are, that are motivated. They love it. They have fun and they want to get better and they want to be challenged and they want to do, and they're receptive now to, to, and open to learning and they want to, they're searching for that. And we see those players that lose that. Lose that and, and like I said, they're, they're stuck. So, what? Uh, let me ask you: Are you saying that if you were to approach a parent and say to them, and a parent was actually to say to you, you know, why isn't my child excelling? Would you start to ask them and question them? Hey, what are you doing at home? Does your kid actually want to be here, or do you want them to be here? Absolutely, it's part of the, it's part of the process that we we have the conversation with them in the beginning of the season, and we try to be also very very clear and put it put the message out about what our what our roles are what the role of the parent is what the role of the coach the organization and of the athlete until the athlete is willing is is able to take complete ownership over their own journey especially as you get into that 12 13 14 years of age at the youngest ages it's our it's our job to create the environment it's not our job to to make the athlete successful it's our job to create the environment that's going to allow them to become successful themselves and at the youngest age that's exposing them to sport making it as fun as possible so they want to be there they love it they they're, they're they're making friends. It's a positive environment for them, and they just love to come. Because why do you play sport? You play sport at a youngest age because it's fun, and your friends are there, and it's and it's it's just exciting for you to do. And if they have that as a foundation that they love it, then 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 as they get a little bit older, they can start taking responsibility for achieving some goal they have within that. Do you know? What's actually interesting, and it just struck me because I've actually not even looked into this further, is. We all change. We hit, you know, boys, girls, you hit puberty, whatever t- whatever age that is. But what happens is things start to become different. When I was younger, I loved sport. And then as I, you know, as I was going through my adolescence and hit around 14, 15, things changed for me. I became less of a, a sports person. I turned into a, a very big girl and things became different for me and more things became, you know, more important. And that makes me wonder... Are we putting these kids in an environment to excel and then all of a sudden they change? Not because they gave up on sport, but things become... Maybe they're, they want to get into entrepreneurship or maybe they're interested in boys or girls and things. And that, that's what happened to me. I started noticing boys and I started being like, oh, I want to dress like this. I don't want to be on the field. Things like that. And that's actually something that I think is really important to pick up on. So is it? do you think it's more important to start training youth at... Uh, uh, pre-pubescent stage which I don't know or is it better to actually harness them um, after maybe 15, 16, 17? 
Well, the, the most important thing is that base of fun at the beginning because if, if they, we want to create as much of a love for sport as possible. The stats, there's a ton of sad statistics out there that 75% of kids quit organized sport altogether by the time of high school. And some of it is for a lot of the reasons that you talk about. They start to become their own person, they have their own interests, and they have to make, at that level, they have to start making sacrifices if they want to be a serious athlete. And maybe they don't want to give up those things. They don't want to give up hanging out with their friends. Maybe they have other interests, boys, girls, or entrepreneurship or academics or whatever that is, and they don't want to give up those things. But unfortunately, what we also see, though, is so much of the fun and love of the sport is taken out of it at the younger ages by the adults involved because they're not allowing the athletes to, to have that um, themselves, and they're actually quitting sport because of those reasons. It's not fun anymore. It's not their own journey anymore. There's too much pressure. There's too much... Uh, it's things that they have to give up within their life and 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 they don't fulfill their kind of journey and path because they're they're moving away from something so at a younger at a young age there's a reason why we see so many top athletes at, at younger ages that don't end up being top athletes later because they're pushed so much at a young age and because they do what their parents tell them to when they're young then it looks like they're on the right path but as soon as they get to the point where they're making their own decisions and they can really choose if they want to do something or not they're choosing not to do it anymore because it was never really theirs in the first place just on that, you, you spoke about pressure. What, um, what are some of the things that coping skills that kids learn these days to deal with pressure, whether it's pressure from their friends, whether it's pressure to perform, whether it's pressure from parents? Well, what, what I think is lost most is that the, the pressure is important. Pressure and challenge is good. Uh, but it's but people are applied it the, the wrong way. So in, in, inter, kids put enough internal pressure on themselves anyway. Sport provides enough natural situations that provide all the things that we want to learn from sport, all the things that are that are, that can be applied to the to the rest of your life and su being successful in the rest of your life. Sport provides those opportunities because you you win and you lose. You have social pressures because you want to do well for your teammates. People are watching. You want to do well for your coach. You want to do well for yourself. You've put in work, so you've 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 put in uh, something and you want to get something out of it. You want to receive a result for all the work that you've put in. So there's all this pressure and that's good pressure because you're going to deal with no matter how hard you worked something didn't work out, you lost the game. Maybe something unfair happened, the referee made a bad call, the other team cheated and you lost and you have to deal with that pressure now. You've put pressure on yourself, everything you've sacrificed and given up for this towards this result that you want and now you don't get it or you do get it and you have that feeling. All these positive things and that's that, and it's really... At the end of the day, it's a safe environment. I mean, if you lose the game, you lose the game, but you live to play another day. If you kids who don't have that opportunity in sport to practice this over and over again and deal with that pressure, who don't have this chance to, 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 to have this pressure in their life, except for real-life critical situations that can be seriously damaging in real life when they deal with it. The problem is, though, is that people think about the pressure of sport in the pressure of the, maybe the parents putting on kids or coaches putting on kids to get a result that's important for them. And those are the pressures that take kids away from sport because there's, so, there's, so, there's, there's comparison pressures and there's pressures put on them externally that are, that are, that are just, it becomes too much when it's in addition to the internal pressure they already have. And also that, that negative pressure, the risk we run into is that we create, now we're creating an environment where the, the, the athlete is afraid to play freely and with flow. Like the last thing we want to do is have a coach creating this pressure situation that now the, the athlete's like, oh, I'd rather just not get the puck 
or oh my god what do I do now I have the the puck or whatever sport they're playing is now it's created this environment where they are just totally afraid to 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 have the game come to them naturally and feel confident so it's now it's actually taking away from this confidence that we know is so critical so that's why it's it's really important like Ben said is that there's already inherent really good for you pressure that's involved with playing the game losing the game etc etc we have to be aware and cognizant as leaders coaches administrators whatever of what kind of pressure are we putting on them and is this actually hindering them from playing the sport at their at their highest potential i um I love everything that you both are putting out there. I love everything that you're doing and I completely agree with putting them in the right environment and how to deal with pressure from all different um, perspectives, especially when it comes to managing schoolwork, for example, managing relationships, friendships and really understanding all of that. Because when you're, when you're young, there's so many different things that you're having to learn and experience and then the added pressure of, oh, hey, but my parents said that I also need to do well. And then especially for America, you know, the education system here is completely different to Australia a lot of kids and parents are relying on their their um, their sporting abilities to get them into college you know and and that's a scary scary thing when you think that hey I'm not going to be able to get an education if I'm not going to if I can't go to a good college and be and the only way I can go to a good college my parents can't pay for it so I need to be on a sports scholarship so if to be on a sports scholarship I need to be amazing at my sport so it's like there is a lot of pressure and I see it developing one thing that I think um, is really prominent right now in 2019 is we're living in a world where we're opening up Instagram 150 times a day and it's like we now have to teach you know 10 years ago we wouldn't have to teach this to the kids we wouldn't have to learn that bypass all the negativity on social media stop looking at LeBron James who can afford um, you know a a Bentley and a, a Ferrari don't look at that look at the, you know the reasons as to why you want to be in the sport don't just look at what it can get you because what I'm finding now with kids is and I'm around kids I'm around the the youth sport aspect and what I'm hearing so much of is um, they call me Miss Nicola Miss Nicola we want to be um, a professional athlete or a rapper or a musician because these these things that you've talked about these strategies apply to everybody um, they, they say I want to do this because I want to buy a Ferrari. I want to, you know, I want to be a baller. I want to be doing this. I want to be doing that. And it's like, well, that's going to deter you from what you need to be focusing on. For sure. And that's and that's what it comes, uh, all the external pressures lead to these outcomes and comparisons, which, which shifts the whole balance. And, and, and it shifts your performance as an athlete, too, because now you're worried about, you're worried about, being as good as someone around you, being being comparing how much money you have if you got a D1 scholarship, or all, the, all the pressures that people are putting on you, their expectations that might as a parent maybe I put all this time and money into you and you better get a scholarship from this, and you're now you're doing sport for all the wrong reasons. And I would I don't know Kobe, but you talked about him. You give him an example again. He wa- he wants to be the best, right? He he loves ba- he loves basketball and he just wants to be the greatest the greatest that he can yeah, you be. 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 You know, and it's it's not some uh, someone else and there's no one that puts more pressure on Kobe than himself right and the, the problem is is that 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 pressure shifts to be someone else's expectations and they're and measuring outcomes and comparing like I said on the show social media and what we've well I've seen so much which is really sad is sports sport is supposed to teach you 
to take risks, to believe in yourself, to work through adversity, to go for, to go for it, to love something and be passionate about something, to learn to be a leader, all these things. And I've seen it actually have the opposite effect when the external pressures come. I have kids that maybe they don't make a, a, a team that they want to make when you're a certain level or a select team or something. And then the next time it comes around, they don't even want to try out and they don't even give themselves a chance. They're not even willing to put themselves out there because they don't want to fail. They don't want to be, they think they're going to be laughed at. They're going to be made fun of because they didn't make this team or they didn't do this. And now they're just giving up.